Hello, everybody. This is Dana Berg, Chief Operating Officer at SADA. Um, I am thrilled to host yet another Cloud and Clear episode, one that's close to my heart. Today's topic, a very important one, which is effective project management in the cloud consulting business. Uh, something that uh, I came up through the ranks in project management, doing effective project management within professional services is something that I think might be interesting for anybody that's in the partner ecosystem, someone that is currently a project manager, maybe somebody that's interested in project management and how we do that here at SADA. I felt like to best support what we're gonna talk about today, I couldn't have anyone better than our head of our enterprise project management office, Sharif Nakib. Sharif, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Dana. You're Excited making your to be debut here. on Cloud and Clear. How does it feel? It yeah, feels you, great. You've made it, it to great. the prime time, buddy. You've made it to the prime time. <laughs> I'm glad to have you. You know, listen, we're gonna we're gonna talk about today a, a number of different topics. We're gonna talk about what it means to 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 do project management inside a, a pro serve environment. Some of the challenges, some of the things that we deal with: the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, we're gonna talk about you know, what it means to how we do that here in our secret sauce within Google. I'm looking forward to pick your brain. You know, please inform our audience about all the tips, the secrets, the tactics that you use and what you're building and designing for. Um, but uh, before I do that, I need to congratulate you because you're just finishing off your one year anniversary with us. You've only been here a little over a year. You've progressed through the ranks pretty fast here at, at SADA, first coming in as an individual project manager, then taking the reins of the GCP-only PMO. And now, as we've turned the corner on the year, you've now been promoted once again uh, to uh, looking after one unified division of project management for all of SADA, including Workspace and GCP. So congratulations, man. It's been a year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How'd you it's do it awesome. so fast? Like two promotions in, in just 12 <laughs> months. <It's> crazy. <laughs> Laser yeah. focus. <laughs> yeah, he certainly happened. Man. Uh, uh, one of the best, and, and I mean this, one of the best hires uh, we, we've, we've had over the, over the years. Um, listen, what is, like tradition on this show, we like to, before we dive into some of the topics that I'd like to dive into, tell the audience before diving into what we're doing now at SADA, tell, give, give us a, an intro to, uh, to, to Sharif. You know, tell, tell me about your career uh, over the years. You know, where have you been? What led you to, you know, what, well before you got to SADA, where have you been? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I've, uh, you know, I, I've been Seattle, born and raised. Uh, I, I'm a Husky. Uh, I, I originally wanted to work in uh, as a developer, and uh, I decided I'm a little too social for that. So I, I decided to focus on project are you management. Saying, are, you saying, and are you saying operations. developers are not social? Is that what you're saying? Oh no no! They're so they can oh, be very social, but uh, but but long, long hours of coding uh, strains okay. my eyes. So. <laughs> right, I just wanted to make sure you didn't dive into that line. line, line. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I've worked I've worked around twenty years in IT, PMO, operations, digital marketing, marketing technology. So I've been around. Um, I've, I've managed teams in project management, in uh, development, uh, business systems analysis. Uh, as well as workforce operations for call yeah. centers. Um, been at the JP Morgan Chase, WAMU, 
T-Mobile, uh, and then I've worked for Dell, Quest Software, Case, Boomi, SonicWall. So been been very exciting um, career and and kind of moving through the different roles of organizations. And uh, you know, my passion is leadership and and managing teams and and building self managing teams. So uh, you know, when I came here at Sada, it's been about ten years since I've been an individual contributor, and it was exciting to to uh, to do that and work on some projects and get to understand cloud and then uh, get back into management and, and build uh, strong teams. So very excited to be here. It's been awesome. Yeah, it has been awesome. You, you have, you've been around, man. I, I know you've, you know, I've, I know you've seen a lot, you know, unlike a lot of the, 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 the people that we brought on we, and we bring in people from, you know, every walk of life in, 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 in various diverse different backgrounds. You know, I know that coming into SADA, uh, being a project manager uh, inside of a professional services organization where we are, you know, onboarding new clients every single week, we're off, you know, we're finishing projects every single week, you know, we're, 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 uh, you know, we're doing a lot of different things. You know, I'm sure, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm sure being in a project management capacity inside of a corporate environment is pretty different than being a project oh, yeah. manager inside of a professional services environment. You know, I'd love to know your thoughts on, you know, how, how has that transition been for you? And, and listen, you know, I want you to be honest, like what's, what's the differences? Like, you know, how have you, how have you evolved into, you know, taking in the, the pro serve context? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, one of the reasons, one of the passions, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to get into ProServe uh, from coming, you know, my whole career working for big, big corporations is uh, I wanted to, to go on the other side and feel a different dynamic. Uh, internally in a company, you have a lot of control. Uh, you know, you have less stakeholders. You have more control of the, the go live dates and, and reprioritizing your project portfolio. Uh, but when you're working with customers, you have many more constraints. You have, you know, uh, you have your customer, you have Google, you have um, teams that you're spinning up and tearing down so they don't get used to working to, with each other. They don't get that efficiency. Um, and uh, as well as just, you know, the sheer number of, of, of people you have to collaborate with. Uh, you know, we also use different systems when you're working with other companies. Uh, so I wanted that challenge to, to really uh, take on these new elements, these new facets. And really, I was really motivated by uh, I've hired so many contractors in my career and project management has always been subpar. That's been the one thing of every engagement I've worked with where you know, project managers don't create clear timelines, they don't really resolve, they don't share issues and or potential issues and risk very clearly, um, they, they, you know, they, they don't resolve uh, questions fast enough. So I wanted to come to a place where we're excited to, to take on our customers' challenges and treat that correctly in PMO and really, you know, provide them the info that they deserve and the direction and the cadence so that they can be wowed and that they don't feel like they have to put their own PM on a project. And and I, I've done that. Every, every, every consulting company I've worked with, I've always had to put my own PM from my own PMO onto the engagement. Uh, at SADA, many, 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 many times we don't have a PM from the from the customer. And that, that, that just shows a maturity and a win to me. Uh, and that's my goal. And if we have PMs to work with, great, even better, right? That's just even yeah. better. You know, I'm, you know, 
I've been a customer before on the other side of the table. Most of my career has been in, in professional services. And I said, you know, I spent a lot of that time as a project manager. You know, one thing's for certain. Let's not, let's be clear. Let's be real. You know, professional services in any business is hard. Um, you know, the things that we get asked to do, and it's not just here at SADA, but, you know, any professional services organization, uh, it's difficult, right? And uh, there is a, there's, there's some dynamics in in how you have to lead a engagement when you're being contracted to do it uh, that is always put under a, a lens and, and, a, and a microscope, uh, much more so than I think had ever been the case when I was on the other side of the table. You know, there's some things that I think implicitly are there. Uh, number one, when you enter in the environment, uh, you're not part of that team. You know, you're 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 trying to figure it out, and yet you're being asked to command and control in an environment that you're not integrated with. And and there's a little bit of a maybe an us versus them, you know, kind of attitude, which of course we do. You know, I think everything that we can to, you know, to to change. Plus, you know as well as I do, you know, methodology is important when and you're you're executing project management, and and we try to create a methodology, have a consistent methodology, but but sometimes our customers have invested years into building a methodology of their own that they're familiar with. Um, how, how, do you, how did you deal with the adjustment to that? So you have a methodology that you're building for the team. We have that. You walk into a customer account. They have their own approach. Do, we, do you force it down them? Do you force our methodology down them? Are, are we taking theirs? You know, how are you doing that? Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, uh, the, the, the most important thing is to, to, to talk, right, and communicate and plan and, and ask about what, what, what is their methodology. So um, usually I start with here's our general methodology, our approach, here's how we work. A lot of, in a lot of types of our projects, we're very agile, and some where they're more waterfall uh, type fashion um, and and propose our strategy and if if that doesn't work for them or they have a, a strategy that works better for them uh, you know we'll meet our customers where they need yeah. to be and where they feel comfortable right so uh, as well as the tools if they have particular tools they need to use that's understandable right so one of the things we try to do is 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 bring in a diverse skill set so we can meet the customers wherever they want to be and then also continually learn and train so that we can uh you know help them be on their turf and 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 win yeah i um you know i i find that to be you know always a you know a easier said than done right it it's it's you know, again, the diversity of, of, of our customers and, and, and whatnot uh, is, is something that I think is, is tough. So much so that I almost think the word project management in the consulting world is probably not the right term for what we demand of the people on your team. Uh, it, it's almost like an elevation of, you know, we, we use the word engagement management, project management, program management, whichever you want to call it. But you know, it's it's not just kind of developing a an org uh, a Gantt chart. It's not going into sheets and you know creating a timeline or, or you know, uh, yeah. you know. There's so much more demands put on the project manager that almost bleeds itself into engagement management. That's 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 completely different than I think the normal project manager may see sometimes in house. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, you know, when you look when you look at the skill set, I've always felt like the best PMs have very diverse backgrounds, right? You bring in domain knowledge from certain industries and types of work. You might have experience as a business systems analyst and understand the SDLC uh, and development. You know, so you can bring that to the table. Um, you have the 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 soft skills and communication you bring to the table. So all of those skills together just just uh, make you more flexible uh, to work in the prosur space than just having you know hey i have my pmp and i just know project management you really got to get beyond that and 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 understand how developers work how do they think how do you work with them how do you um you know how do you uh, understand that domain right that you're working yeah. in so in our space technology right <laughs> well that's a good point um you know technology is what we do obviously sada you know we're we're laser focused going deep on 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 building out google solutions for our customers and and whatnot. And I'd be interested, you've hired a million people this last year, uh, back in 2020, we're already in 2021. Uh, you're going to be adding a lot more. I, I suspect that, you know, we hire a little bit differently in the project management role than probably you've ever interviewed and or hired before. Uh, we run a very technically deep engineering organization, uh, solving really deep technical challenges. How much does it require technical expertise by project managers in the role when you hire them? And and how important, like if someone's listening to this podcast, they want to dive into the consulting world and they want to be a project manager and they evolve, like how important is it for them to kind of absorb the technical components of, of what we do? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important. So, so the, 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 you know, it, for you to have, for you to like attend meetings and understand the customer's needs and to have context and to understand scope creep, uh, you know, you, you need to, you need to have some basis of uh, what the cloud is and, and, and Google technology, right? It helps. Um, so, you know, everyone's training plan here includes ramping up on, on um, cloud and Google technology. Um, so it's important, uh, but we also play very different roles. So some folks are scrum masters, some are kind of acting as product owners, some are program managers, some are project managers, some are technical project managers. So we play different roles for our clients based on engagements. Some engagements, you need more of that traditional program management skill set. Other engagements like, you know, d hardcore data engineering, you know, we look want more of a technical aspect because it's, it's much uh, more difficult uh, job and so um so I, i'd say it depends it ranges on what type of projects we have but uh absolutely everyone here at sada has a, a, a personal training plan and included in that is is learning google technology in the cloud are, are, are you making them all get their google certifications this year <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, definitely, you know, as as you become more senior, the the goal would be to to try to get certified. So absolutely, you know, we want to get as many folks certified as possible and um, uh, and and get them experience. So we're also doing, you know, lunch and learns and and cross training to to build people's skills. Yeah, sets. you know, for you know, for those listening, you know, Sharif is looking after two really diverse divisions and his team executes projects across them. And I'd be interested in hearing the differences that you've seen pattern wise 
in, for example, the, the two major functions that we do a lot of. We do a lot of GCP, of course, and you know we do a ton of workspace, formerly known as G Suite, implementations for customers. Uh, you know, you've recently now merged these two groups and, and are creating an environment where, you know, we're going to try and harmonize a lot of what we can, but there's going to impl be implicitly some differences. Uh, you know, what, what, are, what are kind of the stylistic differences of, you know, the, the common workspace project versus the GCP project in terms of the methodologies that you found to be successful? Yeah, I think in, in the workspace projects, we've seen more of a, a waterfall pattern where, you know, we're doing an implementation, it's a SaaS product, we're, we're integrating in with your system, you know, there's a go-live date. So we kind of seen more of that traditional pattern. On the GCP side, I mean, we have, you know, over 60 types of projects, it's, it includes hardcore engineering and coding. And so, uh, you know, there's hundreds of products involved in and in coding involved in um, these with these customers customers, right? Because their environments are really complex. So we tend to see more of an agile environment um, in the GCP side. And, um, and just, you know, there's an infinite number of possibilities of where you take Google's cloud infrastructure. So we're seeing definitely more of that um, agile uh, methodology. Uh, we, obviously, in that, though, we do have some more repetitive types of engagements, like uh, a GCVE migration or a cloud foundation, right? So um, we, we want to get our customers to market as fast as possible. To do that, you know, we, we build repetitive uh, library um, uh, uh, of context for our team so that they can go in and have readmes and templates and whatever to, to get up to speed and to uh, help the customers, you know, uh, deploy faster, mm -hmm. right, on, and get onto GCP faster. So definitely, um, you know, we, we reuse as much as we can. And then for some engagements where it's strictly custom, you know, we're, we're getting into it, understanding the customer's environment, proposing future state technology, working with them. Uh, you know, it starts with uh, understanding the customer's requirements, right? And we, we do work on discovery. We document the requirements, their needs, right? Uh, we're discovering them at the same time they're discovering us and the salient technologies that we bring to the table. Uh, uh, from there, we work on uh, creating, you know, potential future state architecture. And and, and as we go into the build phase, we, we run a traditional scrum process um, for many of our clients. Some clients like a little different or have adaptations. But generally what you do is you build out a, a vision for your product, right, um, and a roadmap. Uh, which is very high level. And then from there, we create a backlog of requir requirements. Uh, from that backlog, we then uh, create what we call sprints, uh, which are iterations, usually somewhere in like two weeks to three weeks time frame, And we prioritize that work uh, with our customer, uh, you know, making sure that they're getting the highest business value first. Uh, and then we go and uh, we execute on that work. We generally have something like daily standups with the customer, or we might have, if it's a different type of engagement, we have, might just have internal and meet with the customer once a week or whatnot. Depends where our customers like to be met. Uh, then we then we deliver on our sprint, have uh, uh, a, a review. We uh, you know might demo something if we have something to demo. Uh, we would then have a retrospective to to get feedback and to make sure that we're improving on the process. And then we iterate again and again until we're ready to make some kind of go live decision and then ultimately deploy said solution. So that's that's kind of the agile methodology. Um, 
common to all of these, you know, we have sows and kickoffs and close down procedures and all that. Those are kind of wraps everything in the consulting space. We perform that in all projects alike. Yeah. Yeah. What kinds of tools are we using at SADA to help facilitate all that? Generally speaking, we use Jira or Smartsheets. So um, most of our agile projects are in Jira. Most of our customers who, who when they want us to work in their environments are using Jira. Um, we see some other things too. Um, but, uh, but I think Jira is one of the most popular ones we're seeing these yeah. days. So I would imagine that, you know, as we're, as we're managing these projects, we're involving a lot of the engineers uh, on, our, on our team, engineers on, on our customer side. You know, again, the kinds of engineers that are involved in our projects are are very, very kind of what I call SEAL team, and 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 they're much smarter than I am, and will always be. Um, you know, I, I'm interested in. Have you found some tactics that are best when managing hardcore engineers? I mean, let's face it. And if our CTO Miles was on here, I would I would say this to his face: like he's he's kind of a he can be a weird nerdy dude sometimes. And him and I don't speak the same language. And he's got a way of thinking about things that are completely different than the way I think about this. Sorry, Miles, but it's true, and you know it. Um, but you know, managing them and understanding them and you know getting feedback from them is so important when we're executing projects also yeah. with our engineers on our customer side, like how, how do you connect yeah. with them? How do you, how do you tap in and, and make that collaboration between project manager and engineer as easy and as, as efficient as possible? You know, with your stakeholders, gain rapport, you know, understand, understand, like get, get a relationship going, understand their needs, right? So um, understand their communication style. You know, sometimes you get folks that are really direct and like to talk shop and focus directly on, on tech, you know, and you got others that are kind of in the middle. So understand their needs. Um, as far as, as far as engineers, um, you know, I think, you know, the, the more as a PM, if you've had experience being a developer or you've taken some coding courses or you've just had uh, enough working relationships working with developers, you'll, you'll get to sense of what, what they need, right? So, you know, as a developer, you, you want, you know, to be provided access quickly so you can jump in and play with the tech, right? You, wanna, you want someone to help you facilitate collaboration so you can focus on the technical bits. You know, you want clear timelines. You want, um, you know, clear requirements, right? It's frustrating when you, you go build something or, or design something and someone comes back and says, oh, that's not at all what I wanted, yeah. right? So, uh, you know, making sure that you're there working with your engineers and, and, and clarifying, you know, is this what you want? You know, showing something early, uh, a demo or something early so that they can come back and give that feedback versus tell it's already done and all the work has been put in and someone says, no, that's not the right direction, right? So getting that early feedback loop. Um, you know, also as a PM, like being very organized is helpful, right? You collect so many artifacts and materials and notes and action items, you know, help your engineers focus on engineering and and provide, you know, provide them, be that librarian, provide them the information when they need it, where they need it, right? Um, and and uh, lastly, you know, just really guarding scope creep too, right? So there's nothing worse than in the middle of a sprint, you're coding, you're doing everything, and then someone tells you, oh, you know what, I want to introduce this new requirement. And, uh, you know, not to say that we're not flexible with our customers or anything, we are, but the more that we can plan and agree and validate before we start developing the better, yeah. right? Yeah. 
engineers loathe inefficiency. <laughs> like they they loathe inefficiency. So you know, I think you know the the project managers play an important role, right? In uh, making yeah. sure that expectations are aligned, making sure that there's a blueprint that that's followed. Uh, anything that you can do to take off their 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 work plate, uh, the the better. And uh, you know, I think uh, you know project management plays a, a big role there. Uh, you mentioned um, you know stakeholders and stakeholder management. And again, we ask a lot of project managers to not only manage the project, the plan. The deliverables, the timeline, you know, the budget, etc. But we we ask for them to to bring stakeholders along the way. Uh, you know, we need to make sure that customers at the conclusion of our projects had a hand in every part of the project, such that when we complete, we have highest class client satisfaction, and they can take on that work and it's meeting the objectives. You know, we also have this unique relationship with Google. In that, you know, we have this very special relationship, Sada and Google, that is, you know, oftentimes we are an extension of them. They are an extension of us. Uh, we, we, we are a unified team as we're executing our engagements with our customers. And I think rightly so, our customers demand and expect that Google is participating in everything that we do with our customers because we want their skin in the game. Our customers want their skin in the game just as much as ours. How much of what we're doing on our projects is keeping Google integrated into these engagements? And how do you do that? Yeah, that's that's a great question, Dana. So, um, yeah, I mean, so, you know, most of our projects have Google participation or many of them, right? And, and uh, you know, one of the challenges is we do have multiple stakeholders, right? We have, we have our customer, we have Google, we have our internal folks at SADA. So, you know, I think what, what I look for for the PMO is to, to bring uh, to bring those those stakeholders together to cr create clear visibility, um, you know, to make sure that that all all the great um, ideas and and um, uh, information that, that that can be provided to the customer uh, is there, and that at the end of the day we we create the best product. So you know, uh, when when I manage a project with Google, uh, I I meet with Google and understand what their needs and where can they help and what are the resources they're bringing to the table, and they usually inform me, hey. And, this component over here will bring an expert because it's kind of tricky or something, right? So um, as well as we have situations where, uh, you know, we need to escalate to Google and maybe talk to their product development team and see if this feature can be adapted for our customer, right? So uh, there's a huge relationship point, you know, as, as well as getting Google support to solve potential issues if, that we run into. So I like to create that relationship with Google as well, understand what their needs and expectations are, you know, bring them to the table, help them review uh you know current current state future state architecture before we build anything and make sure that you know between sada google and the customer we're all aligned that that the solution is the best solution for our clients and um, that they'll get you know the most return on their investment you know getting their involvement their buy-in their investment of time in the process only helps us only helps the customer they're part of the ecosystem with us and they play an important role. You know, I think about what we're building and what you have been building at SADA. Now having reorganized the group into one very gigantic uh, project management office. Uh, and I think about the types of projects that, you know, we're delivering. 
you know, we're, I, I think the last time we checked, we had something like 80 plus different types of templatized projects or, or projects from, you know, cloud foundations to, you know, kind of full scale data migration, you know, projects to, we might be working on a completely app dev project or a workspace project. And then one second we're leading an AI ML project and then we're building a modern data warehouse. Um, so diverse, right? It's so diverse. Yet your project management teams needs to swoop in with a fair degree of technical understanding a very complex vocabulary set that needs to be required, obviously being supported by the engineers. Like how do you, and how do you plan to continue to structure, organize, maintain a team that can handle such a diverse set of projects? It's not like you guys are implementing the same product 50 times every single, you know, quarter. It's, it's always different. <laughs> right. So yeah. like yeah. how do your PMs yeah. manage that? How are you organizing that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh there, there's a lot to that. So I, I think that's one of our, our greatest challenges is you know, with with 80 plus projects comes a lot of skill sets and a lot of domain knowledge. Uh and no no PM can know everything. Uh no engineer knows everything. So we we spend a lot of time. In fact, we 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 have built a, a resource management, capacity management function within our group just to create that right mixology of resources to, to handle the projects for our customers. So we spent a lot of time aligning resources and skill sets to, to um, you know, create uh, a win yeah. for our customers. So, uh, so I, I think that's one really important point. Uh, the other thing is, is, you know, it starts with hiring the right candidates, right? We're looking for those candidates that have diverse backgrounds, right? Where they understand project management, they have soft skills, they've worked with Agile and Waterfall, um, they, they have experience with developers, um, and if they have that kind of, you know, overarching kind of, you know, 360 kind of view of how does business work and development work, um, you know, you can put them on any project as long as you have a, you know, a strong enough engineering team who to coach and, and get them going, uh, you know, you can, you can get a win, right? Uh, and, and, and we, that's not good enough though. So, so what we do, like we, I told you earlier is we, we do, um, you know, create repeatable processes and we do train people on those processes and we do have training provided for different types of engagements so that we can get people, uh, to, to, to be even more successful than, you know, Hey, first time I jump in and try this project out, like, well, that's not the situation we want. Mm -hmm. Um, also, uh, you know, we, we, we work on, um, you know, a lot of shadowing and getting people exposure to those kinds. So like a, one type of engagement is Anthos, right? We started with one, one PM having exposure to Anthos and now we have about five PMs in, on Anthos, right? And growing. So, um, you know, over time, we built that repeatable repository. We've been training. We have, you know, Google training around Anthos to give you that domain knowledge. And, you know, very quickly we're building that. The other thing is out of those AD engagements is prioritization. Right. So not all engagements are equal. Some like foundations you do many, many, many times. And therefore, you know, we need to focus as much of our efforts on, you know, the stuff that we do a lot of. So just really, you know, prioritizing that. Um, and then also, you know, having that individual plan for an individual, you know, the individual development plan where we get people to to focus in areas where we're shy in resources. Right. Like to have at least two PMs and every that can 
to the KNL in any type of project that we have, right? So we have to have that overlap. Mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, continuous improvement. So we ask for feedback from our customers, right? After every engagement, we send a survey out, we, look at, we take the feedback seriously, you know, we learn, from, we learn from our mistakes, right? We're all human and we build that into our process and those lessons learned are right into each engagement type so that way the next person doing engagement can do it even better than the first person that did it. So, um, so that's th those are some of the things that we're working on to ensure that out of those 80 projects, we can handle them. And lastly, it's growing. We're doing more projects, new engagements, right? So um, our engineers are coming up with new ideas and, and new, new trends they're seeing in, in, in the marketplace. And, uh, and so we're coming to them and asking them, okay, well, what would that engagement look like? And what do you need from a PM? And what about this? And then we're coming to templatizing what that engagement would look like. And then we go out, we try it once, and we learn from that, and we do even better the next time. So uh, our, our methodology is very agile and very structured. And you know, it's been very successful, and I think our, our customers appreciate uh, what we're doing and, and how we're delivering yeah. on our projects. You know, the training that you guys are doing is great in, in terms of making sure that we have, you know, you know, a degree of generalists, but also a degree of specialists in there. And I know you've organized a bit of the team around certain competency competency areas, which is awesome. You know, with the amount of change and, and new things that are, you know, being deployed in the Google ecosystem, I mean, like, we have no choice, but right, to, uh, you know, invest a lot on the training side. I have a couple of final questions for you. If anyone's listening to this show and thinks that SADA is a pure play and only professional services organization, that would be a, a bad categorization of SADA. Uh, we, we actually kind of have a much longer value chain and life cycle with our customers that usually begins with sales, pre-sales engineering, solution architecture, then pro-serve. And then, and then the longest part of their experience with SADA is the multiple years thereafter where we're engaging in support and customer success and technical account management. I'm, I'm curious, those, those handoffs are like crucial, right? Those handoffs mm -hmm. between a uh, mobilized team that's there for a short period of time that executes upon a work and then finishes and then goes on to the next, that might work in a pro-serve company, but we have this other burden to make sure that what we've built works, continues to be optimized, we support, it's incumbent upon us to make sure we're exceptional. And obviously, as we've talked, I think in one of our cloud and clears that we just recently did with John Campbell, who's our new VP of customer uh, experience, um, you guys are working a lot together to figure out how to make that handoff work well. Like what, what's important to you when we finish these projects that that, that handoff is exceptional? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, it's really important every handoff that you bring in the right stakeholders, right, uh, internally at SADA. So, you know, when we st start an engagement with our customer, we want our CPEs or CSMs and TAMs that have already been on the account to be there and to understand what we're going to be doing in that engagement, right? Because we are, we're, we're working on a, a finite timeline, right? And after that timeline, we want 
uh, our, our team that's supporting them in care to, to know what we did and so that they can support that, right? So um, so that's, you know, there's a beginning point, right? As well as, like, you know, at certain points, we bring in different roles to, to review some of the deliverables. And then at the end, uh, when we close down a project, we definitely want to work with our customers to, to understand their additional needs, bring back in those roles on the account level to, you know, say, hey, you know, how was this engagement? What else can we do for you? Here's some recommendations. And we, you know, we, we're here to help our customers succeed, right? And to solve their problems. So usually the first engagement doesn't solve all of their problems, right? We, we start, we give them a win, and then we're, we're hungry for the next, uh, the next, the next objective, yeah. right? And to solve another problem for our customers. So uh, it's absolutely essential that we keep everyone on the account uh, at SADA together and informed so that we can make sure that we're, we're there and ready to solve the next challenge. Love it. Love it. Final, final question for you, brother. All right. Um, you've, you've built up a, a massive team. Uh, that team is going to continue to grow. Um, you know, final thoughts to those that might be listening around your secret to success, your, your leadership philosophy, um, how do you and how do you continue to plan to keep uh, the culture such that our project managers continue to show up every day fully inspired, fully excited uh, to deliver and aggressively serve? Uh, how how are you planning on doing that? And and you know sprinkle in some of your your advice to, to, to those out there that might be trying to build similar things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, a little bit about my leadership style is, you know, I like to, to lead by example, some, so, uh, you know, I, I really like, I believe to, the easiest way to show people you're engaged is to be engaged and to, and, and to show a win. Right. And, and to people like to replicate good behaviors. The second is if with my team, I, I like to be an enabler, right? I, I don't like to tell people how to do things. I like to, you know, have them come to me, bounce ideas off and, and clear their roadblocks so they can be successful uh, so that they're engaged and motivated and, and continue learning. Uh, also, you know, I, I, I mentioned this earlier, I really like to, to create self-managing teams, right? I like the team to, um, you know, to create a community of practice, to have that team in, engaged, have them take ownership of what we're doing, um, you know, creating, creating our goals, uh, you know, with, with us. Um, and, you know, so we have, we have sessions where we, you know, talk about how do we improve among several areas, communication, integration, you know, uh, uh, templates, etc. So always giving the team opportunities for leadership, right? I, I don't want to be the only leader on the team. I want, uh, we're a PMO. I want everyone to be a leader, right? So so really creating that, that self-managing team where they're motivated, they're creating those relationships with each other, and they're coming to work every day excited and fired up to, to to own this experience, right? So this, you know, this is not my PMO. This is the team's PMO. It's 
all of their, you know, I'm a good listener and I, I give them that platform to, to share their voice and what we've built is their feedback. Yeah. So the whole team, every one of our PMs is excellent at bringing feedback to the table and vocal. And uh, so, you know, that's that's uh, a little bit about, you know, my style and, and how we motivate It's working. Team. It's um, working, Sharif. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, you're one of our best uh, uh people best hires that we've had in the last few years um you've built something truly amazing and you're having fun doing it i i even sat in like an improv comedy session with you and your team last week where you guys are you know laughing and telling jokes and it was so much fun to see thanks for thanks for you know you've done it well in terms of making sure that you know you you keep your eye on the ball in terms of keeping our craft and, and keeping people trained up on their on their on their skill but I, I love, and this is one of the reasons why we've tapped you to kind of run this, is you're infusing culture, fun, you know, good times into this. Work doesn't have to be crazy. You're an embodiment to that. Uh, and um, I just want to thank you for uh, being part of the family and, and thank you for all you're doing. And thank you for being on the show. Thanks. You did great on your on your first ever time on Cloud and Clear. And uh, maybe we'll have you back in, in a year and see what uh, – see what you've built in, in, uh, in 2021. That sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, we, we spend most of our time at work, right? And so I want my team and everyone at SADA to come in and every day be happy and energized and, and, and you know, enjoy being here. So uh, thank you for the management team for being positive and every day, you know, motivating our team because uh, it really it really means a lot, and we're all excited to be here and uh, and and you know work on our customer challenges. So thanks a lot. Uh, excited to be here. I'll drop awesome. in anytime. Thank you, Sharif, and thanks everybody. Here's to another. Uh, here's to a great 2021. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Cloud and Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics, and don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud and Clear and our website sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.